you're going through something hard right now, which most of us are, think about how you can step back and how you can show up in this situation better. What is it that you're really dealing with? What are the things you're really struggling with? Sit down and write those things out. Start journaling. What comes out? What flows for you when you're going through these things? What is it that is really bugging you? And usually you can narrow it down to a few things that are really the issue and you can look at those from a different way. What's up, everybody? This is Matt here with the Husband-in-Law Podcast. This is where we share our stories of love, ex-love, marriage, ex-marriage, divorce, ex-divorce, and coming out of a closet that needed to be opened, and so much more. This podcast is for those who are looking to up their relationship game by understanding first yourself, and then others, like your wife, your husband, and your wife's ex-husband, on a whole new level. Welcome to the Husband-in-Law Podcast. Let's get this party started. All right, you guys, welcome to the podcast this week. This week, we are going to do something a little bit different than usual. And so I just wanted to give you an intro of what is going to go down. So two weeks ago, when we were doing the interview with Steve's sister, we were going to have two episodes of that. And it turned out that Steve's sister wasn't comfortable with us sharing the rest of that. And so we just did one episode. And so we start off this episode, like the next day after that happened, we started recording just like we would every other night. And we were talking about our feelings around that and what happened and all of that. So we were going to share that with you guys the next week when we recorded. But as we started talking and recording, we got into some very intense things that are going on in mine and Matt's relationship right now and in our lives. And we recorded the whole thing. There is a stopping point because our batteries died on our recording equipment. And so then we picked back up and recorded the whole rest of this conversation. And it lasted for quite a while. And Steve sat there (laughs) and moderated between Matt and I, basically. And we've gone back and listened to that. And it's not something that we're going to share right now, just because we do need to set up boundaries, just like Steve's sister set up those boundaries to not have us air that episode because she didn't feel comfortable. While we feel comfortable sharing this stuff, it's also things that we still need to work through and process, and so we're not sharing that. But I am going to touch on some of it. So first of all, I want to have you guys listen to the part that we did record that kind of is that intro leading up to that, and then I wanted to go into a couple of topics with you guys, and it's just going to be me that's going to go into those. The boys are doing other things, and I decided, you know what, I kind of would love to talk to you guys about some of this stuff and the real life issues of having a hard day and having a few hard weeks and how that adds up. But I'm going to let you listen to that and then I'll come back to all those details. All right. So before we jump into our episode, which is where we left off with Matt's story. Well, part of it. Yeah. It wasn't my full story. Lots of story left. (laughs) Uh, We wanted to mention Jessica's book and her journal. Yeah. what What is it called? So my book's called It's Not You, It's Me. Why did you choose that? Because it is all about focusing on yourself within your relationships instead of focusing on the other person. Because I believe, and I was going to say we, because I feel like I can generalize this to you guys as well to a point, that when you can own who you are and understand your self-worth, then you can show up in your relationships, in your life, in a better way to really 
help the people around you. And that's what this book's all about. That's what this book is about. And then the there's a journal you can pick up as well that's called the Boldology Journal, and that goes right along with it. It helps you to learn how to understand yourself. That's what I'm trying to say. So it goes right along with the book. And the journal has what in it on a daily basis? It's a repetitive journal. It has the same things every day, but it has prompts. And there's a morning intention, like you set your intentions for the day. And then there's a reflection in the evening that you can go in and do that gets you looking at where you're having issues, what things are causing you pain, what things are making you happy, how can you control those things, what you need to just let go, those types of things. Good things to think about on a daily basis. Yeah. And there are things that I have learned and used throughout my life just on a daily basis that I've never really realized until recently people have asked me, what are you doing? How do you create these relationships? Like, how have you become okay doing this and being okay in these different situations? So I really thought about that. And these are the things that I do that are just innate within me that I'm trying to help other people learn to do because I do believe it is something everybody can learn. And I do believe that once you know your self-worth, you can really grow and strengthen your relationships. Truth. (laughs) Hashtag truth. (laughs) Pound truth. And where does someone get your book or your journal? So you can pick up my book at it's not you, it's me, book.com. But there is a link to it, I believe, in our show notes. It's not in Barnes & Noble yet, so we're working on it. (laughs) There's a link also on our Instagram page. And there should be a link on Facebook. I will check that. There will be by the time you're listening to this episode, for sure. Jessica, have you done this journal? I have done it throughout my life, yes. I took one home because I want to do it, but I haven't (laughs) started yet. Good job, Steve. So Steve and I are going to make a pinky swear promise because we're besties. We're besties. (laughs) So I just came from a dinner thing where someone was describing... It came up that I had to leave to go record an episode for the podcast. And they were like, wait a minute, you do a podcast? So my buddy started explaining, oh, yeah, he does this podcast. Because it goes into great detail about our story and everything. And at some point it comes up that, and then when Steve divorced Jessica, he lined her up with his straight best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Which actually isn't a story we've gotten into. No. But it, yes. But Matt and Steve were friends before sounds like. Matt and I met. That is so funny. I love it. Yeah, it made me laugh. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to make a bestie friend pact to do the journal. Can we get those little half heart necklaces? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I thought we you were going to say, can we put this, seal this in blood? <laughs> that too. <laughs> Ooh, whatever. You can put the blood on the necklace. Gross. <laughs> All right, let's All right. let's let's move on. <laughs> you don't want to talk about besties and blood no. and stuff anymore. No, no. Let's talk about what happened with this last week's episode. Okay, so last week, I'm sure you noticed that we did not drop an episode on Wednesday. It waited until Thursday, and also you probably noticed that the episode before that with Steve's sister kind of ended weird because we had a second episode recorded that we were going yeah, to share. Part, part two. So there's part two of that episode that we ended up not airing. And we had told Steve's sister she was welcome to pull that if she didn't feel comfortable. And that was the decision she ultimately made was to pull that. Yeah, we just said when she recorded with us that we... Yeah. We would respect She, she had that. the right to say if, the, if at the end of it there was anything she wasn't comfortable publishing, 
that we wouldn't publish it. And and we did have a backup episode. Like we had already recorded the next one. So we went ahead and had them put that one out. Our yeah. publishers put that one out for us instead. Just but it did take a couple days to get that switched around. I thought we were going to have to pull the card of, well, we're just going to put Steve's bubble bath up. <laughs> we really need to share the, that the thoughts from the bubble bath <laughs> you should just start doing that yeah like, you, you should bath seriously thoughts? start posting bubble bath thoughts to our instagram stories <laughs> he's considering it, it it was called bubble bath confessions please, oh yeah please get Sorry. it right <laughs> you should start posting Sorry. those Start going live and post bubble bath confessions. All right, so tell me the story. I don't take because that many okay, baths. so here, Matt actually wasn't included in yeah, this so conversation. Me, like all I heard was, well, when did this? It was Monday, right? Yesterday, that this whole conversation was going down. Yeah, yeah. Monday we got our the episode yeah. back from our producers that had done all the editing, and and so we shared that with your sister. Mm-hmm. And because all I heard, well, basically, we had this whole message strand between Jessica, Steve, and myself. And all I saw, and I had a bunch of meetings. And then I got out of the meetings, and all I saw was like all of like these 20 messages. <laughs> like, I want to explain myself. <laughs> so the reasoning behind that is because what we are doing is trying to help people who are working through similar situations. And we all know that coming out to your family is one of the hardest things to do. Has that not been one of the hardest things that's been in your life, Steve? Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard for them and it is hard for the person coming out. And there is a lot to work through. And so I loved what Steve's sister had to say in that second episode. It was so perfect to help people who are coming out and to help their families to do it in a way that was meaningful. And productive. It helps people get there more quickly. So this has taken you guys years to work through this, and that's okay. You were willing to work through it, and that is the important part of all. So let me ask you the question: Why do you particularly have this passion to get people through this stage more quickly? Like, because I know some other people would be like, "Well, just let it come with time," and that's fine. It can come with time, but there's part of me. Would it be fair to say that you just want people to feel calm and at peace with who they are? Yes. And to understand that it's okay to feel the the emotions Steve's family felt at the time. And it was okay to feel what Steve was feeling. But there are ways to come together in that and to help each other more effectively so that you can support somebody who is suicidal during that process. And that's mostly, I think, what it comes down to for me is because I knew Steve was at that point. And I knew how much he needed his family to love him. And they did. And there were issues in that, but who cares? They still were there. They still tried. And she talks about those things that they tried. And I just thought it was amazing. So what was the reasoning? That she didn't want to air it? Yeah. She was worried about how it would affect Steve and his family. And that's okay. And it's just a lot of very personal stuff that's gone on between yes, and family members. Yes. And... and not everybody okay. is willing to put things out there. And that is their decision. And that is okay. That's what makes people appreciate what we're doing is that not everybody is willing to do that. So there has to be people that, you know what I'm saying? Like there has to be people that aren't okay with that. And there has to be people with who are okay with that for people to appreciate what's being given. Okay. And so it's fine. I was just 
very passionate <laughs> about that I wanted to air that because I did feel like it could help people. And ultimately it would, but that's... The thing I thought about it was that anyone listening to that episode would relate to some aspect of it. Yes. Everyone has some sort of relationship, something or other, in with a family member that is a strained relationship or... I don't know, I'm trying to even think of what all we went into in that episode that applies, but like, I don't know, I just thought there was a lot of stuff that... It's just family dynamics. Exactly, family dynamics, just... We all have family dynamics. We all have family dynamics. We all go through things with our families that are hard to... Well, it was interesting because I don't remember at what what point this last week where Sarah brought up at dinner, is like, hey, does so-and-so have a mom? Yeah. You remember that? (laughs) Yeah. And, And we kind of looked at her and like, well, everybody has a mom. And everybody has a family di- dynamic that they have to work through. Yeah. And so, anyway. I'm trying to remember who that was that she brought up. Not that I'm going to say who it was, but just because... Oh, I, know. Oh, I remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's just because she hasn't seen the mom. Right. Because she interacts with this person in one situation, and the mom's never there in that situation. Right. But not everyone has a mom. No, but they do. They were birthed is what we were saying. But they don't necessarily have a relationship with their mom. And that's what you were saying, is everybody relates to having a different family dynamic. None of us have the same family dynamics. Even if our families are the typical nuclear family, there's still dynamics within that family that are not necessarily, they're not perfect. None of them are. And even good families, strong families, close families have family drama. <laughs> well, that's what makes them stronger, isn't right, it? Is right. going through that. I would say that's why That's our what re- makes life fun. Yeah. <laughs> like in all reality, it's like makes it just interesting. Yeah. Diverse. I mean, like my relationship with you two, Matt and Steve, and I can say this with both of you, would not be what it is if we had not gone through all of the hard things we've been through with both of you. That's valid. Yeah, that's true. Because we have proven to each other that we are there, that we're going to be there for each other. It hasn't been an easy road for any of us, but we've shown up and we've stayed together in whatever relationship that is. Yeah. But that... It's, it's, it's called a husband-in-law relationship. <laughs> That's what this is called. It's... Okay. Uh, I keep thinking about your friend. <laughs> and My then friend? they got divorced and Steve set her up with his best friend. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that's what makes our relationships even better and makes those families that are strong and tight better because they've been through the hard things together. Yeah. And I see that with your family, Steve. Yeah. That they are closer and they have fought for you guys to stay together, and it's awesome. Yeah. So, anyways. Just unlucky for them that their brother decided to go public with, <laughs> with everything in a podcast. <laughs> They've been very good about they it. Have. Yeah. And for the most part, I think they're super supportive. I yeah. actually agree. Yeah. They've yeah. been very supportive. Yeah. So, and like I said, it is okay that she doesn't want to put all that out there. Right. It was just for me seeing the good and the potential behind it for other people. But that doesn't mean it was the right thing for her yeah. in her right now. So <laughs> we've still got it if yeah. someday we de- she decides to air it. Yeah. 
So tantrums set aside, right? <laughs> We're okay. Of course. We got. We can record something new, just like now. <laughs> um, and it was like something that added to my negativity in the day. And then I got over it, right? Then you opened up your journal. You're like, I'm going to journal this. <laughs> Is that what you did? No, but I went through it all in my head very intensely. But you should pray. And actually, on. Steve called me and went through it on my. Like, <laughs> all right, Jess, what's really bugging you? Because so, you were in meetings. It? Stuff we can talk about later. We broke it down to four different categories. <laughs> yeah, we did break it down to four <laughs> different categories. Let's hear them. You want to get into this right now? Yeah. <laughs> this could be interesting. Okay. One of them was my frustrations about the episode itself and just Losing. what we've already talked about. Yeah, Losing good content. Yeah. Okay. Number one. That was one of them. Yeah. Number two. Number two is the fact that I feel this drive to grow this podcast and to grow our following. And I want to share with as many people as possible. And Steve reminded me that even if we are only sharing with the listeners we have now, we are still touching and impacting lives which is very true, but we at this point are also financially putting money into this. Yeah. And so we do at some point need to see some sort of gain from that. And right now I don't have money, more money to put into it, which is fine. Yeah. In case anyone was wondering, we don't make money off a podcast. <laughs> no, we are, we are not <laughs> we, making money. We spend our money to produce this podcast. <laughs> and that's just because we feel passionately about it. Worth yeah. it. It is yeah. worth it. We are hoping it eventually but, becomes self-sustaining. When Yes, to be able to continue to do this at some point. sponsors or product sales or whatever. Yeah. But, but and at the moment, it's costing us a lot. <laughs> yeah. So in order to be able to have it self-sustaining, we need to have a bigger following to be able to put some more things in place. So I was expressing that, that that's, I feel a little like stuck at the moment and feel like the things that I'm doing might not be the most effective. And I'm, so I'm trying to figure out what is effective and how to do that. And you were very much taking all that responsibility on your own shoulders of saying, in fact, you said you felt like you were letting me and Matt down by not getting this. Yeah. Like by not having our following bigger than it is right now with your efforts on social media and such. Yeah. To which I said, well, I don't feel that way. <laughs> Matt and I have never had a discussion where he's expressed to me that he feels that way. <laughs> Which I don't. Yeah. Well, and I don't think you guys well, necessarily I think feel that way, but... And I think it's interesting because at night when you are looking at the numbers and the data of how many downloads a podcast has had every single night, like, what's my reaction? You always tell me it's good. Absolutely. Which I know, and I'm not saying that you guys, either of you, have made me feel that way. This is my own internal feelings, my own internal false belief. And I don't believe that you guys feel that way. I just don't want, I don't know, I just want to make you guys proud, <laughs> I guess is what it comes down to. And I you think make we're, me proud, Jessica. I think we're both proud. <laughs> Let it be known. These besties you make me proud. are These proud. These besties. <laughs> Fist bump. Fist bump. <laughs> So anyways, there's some okay. of that of feeling like I wasn't sure where to go or what to do and that maybe the, where I'm putting my energy isn't being effective. Got it. If anything, by the end of that part of our conversation, I felt bad that I 
have not helped more with like you've done all the social media stuff on your own pretty much and yeah. and most of the coordinating episode production and all that like I show up and record and then I tell you what I think needs edited and that's about it <laughs> so yeah which is fine. I knew that going into this, that I was the drive behind this because you guys both have full-time jobs. I have been a stay-at-home mom, which yes, requires a lot of work, but I have that managed. (laughs) I'm good at that. And I can now put my efforts into more. And all of our kids are in school and we're in a good place emotionally, physically, mentally, that I can do this. Yeah. So. Category three. So that was category number two. (laughs) I can think what one more category is, but what was number? I mean, I know one of them has to do with Hank and Matt. Oh, but was the there another one? <laughs> it is actually about the root beer, but it's not just the root beer. It's more than that. But there was something I realized this week that is my issue because I can't control or change it. That was very eye-opening for me this week that I realized. Which was what? Oh gosh. <laughs> we don't have to air this. I don't yeah. I don't care if it's aired. I mean, if we're going to have the conversation, although I think our battery is going to die. Well, let's pause it. All of a sudden it like dropped. All right, you guys. So, as you can tell, this recording ends right as we're getting into some of the harder topics. And I did remember what category 3 was cuz we brought it up in the next section and category 3 of my issues that day were just finances in general, not just relationships of podcast, but things Matt and I are dealing with that we're working through and nothing's horrible or anything, but just making sure that we're keeping balance and and wanting to do more with the business right now, but also knowing that that affects our own personal finances. So that was one of the things there. And then yes, the next one was things and probably the biggest issue that I was actually having was dealing with things that were going on with Matt and Hank and I. And that has just been a hard relationship for a long time. And one that we are trying our best to work through and to make a positive thing in our family. But parenting is hard to begin with, and we don't know what we're doing. We're struggling and trying to figure out what we're doing along the way. And then to add in the fact that this isn't your kid and you have other parents involved, things that go on outside of your home that you can't control, makes it a very hard, difficult thing. And then talking about that with your spouse, who it is their child, is also very difficult. So we got into that, into some things that have been a struggle for all of us, for Matt and I and Hank, and just the different dynamics and how we each feel about those and how we know Hank is feeling about those and what Hank has been told about me and just trying to balance all of that. And it is a really good conversation and very honest about how hard that is, but it is not something we're ready to talk about because there is still a lot of healing that needs to be done there. And while we will probably share it, uh, I think we need to do some more healing within our own walls so that we can actually listen to that without bringing up intense emotions. Because hard conversations are hard to have. They make you uncomfortable and they bring out those emotions. And while you try to stay level-headed and all of those things, it is still hard to hear those things. And think about how you repeat those in your mind after you've had one of those conversations. You think about, oh, they said this and oh, they said that. And then to think about having that recorded, I've listened to it once or twice and it's just not something I can listen to again right now. And I think that is okay. And so that is a boundary we've decided to put up. I kind of hope that someday we do share that with you guys 
advice because I think it is such a hard topic to talk about. And it's something that I know so many people have a hard time with. I have so many friends that struggle with step parenting and co-parenting and making those relationships work. I have friends that struggle with remarriage and all the difficulties that come along with that. And honestly, that will come up in our timeline anyways, which is coming up pretty soon when Matt and I get remarried. So just wanted to touch on that. And that's probably all I will say about that right now. But one of the things is I loved that as I was airing these things to Steve and Matt in via text, just letting them know I really wanted to air this episode. I feel like there's so much good that could be shared. And I feel like there are so many people to be helped in this situation who have different family dynamics. But what really came out is that, you know what? We all have bad days. I think so many people think that because I'm a positive, happy person and have a good outlook on life, that I'm I'm happy and chipper and and I don't have bad days and I don't let things get me down. But the truth is, we all have those days, guys. We all have those moments in life where it becomes overwhelming and things add up and then all of a sudden it's just a lot all at once. And there's one thing that kind of brings you down. And that was one of those days I was having. And it's interesting because I have Steve and Matt that both were in on this conversation and a part of this, and they both have very different ways of how they interact with me, which is kind of awesome, quite honestly, because I can get different perspectives and different views. And most of the time, I just talk to Matt about the hard things I'm going through. But in this case, Steve was a big part of that because it dealt with the business that we were having. And he was aware enough to realize that this wasn't really my issue, that there were other things going on and to help me realize that for myself, that listen, I know you're upset about this, but obviously there's other things you're struggling with. And there were very much so there were things that I was having a hard time with and things that I'd recognized that week that I need to deal with and that I was processing during that time. So I was grateful that they were able to see that and that I was able to compartmentalize those and separate them out so that I could have a healthier outlook outlook on things. I've had people reach out to me and they're like, you're just happy all the time. And this wasn't really, I've had people say to me, honestly, that this wasn't really hard for me to go through the relationship with Steve and to deal with those things. And it wasn't really hard for me in just lots of things throughout my life. And I think just because I have carried it well and have done well for the most part doesn't mean I don't feel it and that I didn't have a hard time, but I am very good at recognizing when I need to step back and take a break and take some time for me to process the things I'm going through. And I do have a good support system that helps me and allows me to do that. So one of the things that I want you guys to think about, if you're going through something hard right now, which most of us are, think about how you can step back and how you can show up in this situation better. What is it that you're really dealing with? What are the things you're really struggling with? Sit down and write those things out. Start journaling. What comes out? What flows for you when you're going through these things? What is it that is really bugging you? And usually you can narrow it down to a few things that are really the issue and you can look at those from a different way. Figure out what you can change about that, what you can change about how you're looking at that situation. How can you change how you're showing up in that situation? Is there something you need to let go of to make your life more manageable? Oftentimes for me, I've had to say, listen, I love doing this, this, and this, but they are not serving me right now. They are stressing me out. And so I need to step back so that I can be a better person for my family, for my loved ones, and for myself especially. Um, So I challenge you to do that. If you're struggling, 
journal it out, look through things and really figure out the different things that are bugging you and then break those down, see how you can change them around, see how you can show up better in those different things. Just like I was able to do uh, during that day of realizing my issue wasn't really the fact we weren't airing this podcast. That was one of the things, but really there were these other things that were bigger issues for me during that time that I needed to deal with. And just because somebody is a genuinely happy, positive person doesn't mean that it's easy. Doesn't mean that they're like that all the time and uh, they might just be good at processing things quickly. And, And I feel like I am good at that, but I've had a rough probably month or two lately where I'm just feeling that it's hard to figure out how to deal with the things I'm dealing with and how to show up best for my family, for myself, and for this business that we're doing and because I feel so passionately about all of those things. Just because somebody doesn't carry or just because somebody does carry it well doesn't mean that they don't have hard things to deal with. I saw that quote or a quote similar to that recently and I loved that because I feel that in my body so often. I also feel I remember when I was going to support groups, there was a quote that was said or some little thing that said something about smiles that are heavy, that you are smiling through the heavy things. And that is so real. I know so many times and so many women or so many times I personally have put on those smiles, those smiles that I was going through the hard things, I was going through the difficult things, but I was smiling. And it wasn't that it was fake, it was that I needed that smile. I needed to know that I was okay deep down inside, even though things were hard. And I was, I was just processing and working through. And I can recognize that smile on other people so easily now because of the things I've been through. And I see these people and I just want to reach out to them in love and support when I see that. Even if it's a small thing, a text, an email, a quick phone call, a hello, how are you doing? You know, any of those things, I recognize those. And I feel like that is a gift and a blessing that has been given to me through all of this that I can help other people. I can recognize those things in them and then I can show up for them. I can help them and just reach out and give them a a helping hand where I can on Instagram and Facebook and whatever. And even through this podcast, we might sound like we've got it together and we're doing great things and whatever. And I, I feel like we are. We do have it together and we are doing good things and we are functioning in so many ways. But that does not mean <laughs> that there isn't the other side of things where we're struggling and, and still working through things and processing. Okay, so another thing that we talk about in this little beginning clip is my false belief of letting Matt and Steve down. And while I know in my heart I am not letting these two men down, they are proud of me and they see what I'm doing most of the time and they recognize that and try to support me in those things. And so I know I'm not letting them down, but it does bring me to this idea of false beliefs that we carry about what other people are thinking. So it's like an external false belief. We think somebody else is thinking this about us or what we believe somebody else is thinking about us causes us to act and show up a certain way in our lives. And that is something that I really get into in my book. So those false beliefs are what limit us. They keep us from doing the things we want to do. They keep us from acting the way we want to act. And so if we can recognize those and start to see those, then we can let go of them and move forward and do the things we want to do, show up how we want to show up. So I think that is so important. And I, like I said, I talk about that a lot in my book and how 
the things we tell ourselves, the things we think other people are saying about us really influence how we act. And when we can let go of some of those and even just recognize some of those, we can see if they are inhibiting how we show up, if they are limiting us in what we want to do and what we want to accomplish. So I think that is so huge. If you are feeling those things and seeing those things, try to let go of them. Look at different ways to view what you're telling yourself or what you think other people are saying about you. Most of the time, these people have not actually said those things about you. They're not actually thinking them. It's just something we've made up in our heads. And so when we recognize that and can let go of that, it really lets us do more with our lives and with our relationships. So, or even if you can vocalize those things like I did to Matt and Steve, it helps you know, oh, I'm making this up in my head. This isn't real. Or maybe they are thinking that. They say, oh yeah, I did I did actually feel that way. And then you can say, okay, well, how can I change that if it's something you need to change? And then you can have this open conversation and realize, well, even though they think this, it's not keeping them from showing up in my life. It's not keeping them from loving me but it is something I can work on and change. And I have this person's support. So that's something to think about when you're when you're having a hard time. Like, what am I telling myself that I, you know, what am I telling myself that is just negative thinking about myself? And what am I telling myself that I think other people are thinking about me? And it's such a huge thing and can really change how you think about yourself and how you show up in your relationships. So I want to talk about my journal in regards to this stuff. Like I said, my book talks a lot about false beliefs and how you can change your thinking and and how we go about showing up in our relationships. My journal goes right along with that. And the journal is called the Boldology Journal because we believe in being bold. We believe that if you are going to look at yourself and understand your self-worth and try to make changes in your life, you have to be bold. You have to get uncomfortable. And one of the things my dad always told me growing up is he'd say, BB, Jessica, you need to BB. And I knew that meant you need to be bold, Jessica, be bold. And so that's something I, I tell myself quite a lot. And I actually have two necklaces that say be bold on them and I wear them fairly often. And, and I love that, that he's encouraged me to be bold. And I really feel like that's just innate in me now. It's not even something I think about. I just think, okay, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to, I'm going to follow what I feel is right and not worry about what anybody else thinks. So The Boldology Journal is really encouraging you to do that. We are striving to help you learn how to be bold, how to show up for yourself, and to show up for your relationships better and in a more intentional way. We want to invite people to join us along this journey and be boldologists is what we're calling you, which is somebody who studies the art of being bold. And I'm going to tell you exactly what is in the journal. And so, I mean, if you can't go buy a journal, then we totally understand that. But we want to encourage you to do these things anyways. So you can write these down and and just put them on a piece of paper and then continue to do it. Like I said, it's a repetitive journal. And so you just do this every day until it becomes a habit and something that's just innate in you. So we're going to go over this. I Well, I'm going to go over this with you guys and explain the different things. And then if you want to go pick up a journal, great. And we actually are going to be offering the journals um, for like Black Friday, except Cyber Monday or whatever it's called. We're going to have a sale on them coming up so that you can get the journal. And when you pick up the journal, you will also just get the book 
no shipping or anything at all. Right now, when you pick up the book, you just pay shipping, but this will just be you go pay for the journal and you'll get the book and the journal together. And it will just be that the cost of the journal, which is $34.97, I believe. So here's what's in the journal. And I'm going to explain why I included this in there. So first of all, there's a morning intention. And what it is, is you need to write down what you are grateful for today. And I'm not talking about big things like your house and your car or your job or whatever. Those can be things that you're grateful for. And hopefully you are grateful for those things. But I am talking about little things that happen throughout the day. What is unique to today or last night or the day before? Or what are you excited about for the day that's coming up? Um, Think about those things, small things that are unique to the day, to the situation, whatever that you can focus in on. So one thing that I am grateful for today that I can think of is I got to go get my hair done and I love getting my hair done and partially because um, one of my really good friends does my hair and so it's scheduled time that I get to go chat with her and hang out with her. So I love it and it's just such a great thing. Another thing that I can think of that I'm grateful for today is that my dad was able to switch workout times so that we could work out together. Um, My hair appointment went longer than I planned on and then I decided to just drop in and run an errand right quick after and then we are able to go work out later. So simple, small things that happen during the day that you're grateful for that help you recognize, oh, this was a good day. These are good things that happened. And also I try to think of things that are going to happen during the day so that I look forward to those things and I feel more gratitude when they happen. Having an attitude of gratitude, I know you've heard that before, really does impact how you show up for yourself and how you show up in your relationships. It will change your outlook and views on life, especially if you can make this a habit. I had a business coach who told me that she likes to replace guilt with gratitude. And it is so true. The things that we can feel guilty You know, if you're feeling guilty about something, if you look at it and feel gratitude for that thing instead, it can really change your life. So like, I'm going to use an example from today. One of the things I felt guilty about today was that I went and ran errands and got some things done instead of coming straight home and working. And I thought, okay, I need to stop feeling guilty about this and switch this around. And I thought, you know what? I'm grateful that I had this time to go get these things done and that later on tonight, I will have time to sit down and work. I can make that happen. I don't have Penny tonight, and so I can sit down and work in the evening and not feel bad that I'm missing out on time with my kid or with my family. My other family members have other things going on tonight, and so I have the time to sit and work. And so I really had to change that because it is something that I feel guilty about a lot. Well, I didn't go work. Instead, I went and got my hair done. I went and worked out. I spent all this time doing things that felt like they were just for me when in all reality, they were just things that needed to get done and that are important to me. Working out is a huge factor on how I feel and how I show up for my family and it really does change my emotional and physical state. So it was important that I did those things. And so instead of feeling guilt that I took that time for myself, I changed that. I'm going to be grateful that I had that time and those opportunities. And I'm grateful that my husband doesn't get upset when I have days like that where it looks like it was mostly just spent on me, but instead he recognizes the importance of me doing those things. And I'm so grateful for that. So take the things that you feel guilty about and try to find ways to feel gratitude for them. So that's the first part of the journal. It says, what am I grateful for today? 
And then the second part in the morning is what are my intentions or goals for today? So I'm a firm believer that if you can set out what you want to accomplish for the day, like what is the most important thing that you want to get done today, it really helps direct your day and helps you let go of some of the other things that aren't as important that you might feel that guilt for, for not getting done. So I really like this. Set your intentions for the day and set, you know, the most important thing, like one important thing that needs to get done. And then some other things that would be nice if they get done, but aren't the most important. And then it gives you some intention for the day. I know like yesterday I woke up and I got everybody out of the house, got lunches and breakfast done. And then I sat down and I pounded out a lot of work and I got done and was ready to go to my workout. And I just felt amazing because I had laid out my intentions for the day, knew exactly what I wanted to get done in the morning, and then felt so great the rest of the day because I had gotten those things done that really mattered for the day. And I could show up better for my family when they came from school and from work. And it was just a great feeling. So I encourage you to do that. Those are the only two things for the morning. It doesn't take very long to write them down. So you have your gratitude for the day. And I would say write down, you know, five to 10 things you're grateful for. And then what are my intentions and goals for the day? What is it that's important that I get done today? The most important thing. And then some other things that would be nice to get done. And then we have an evening reflection in the journal. And this goes into what went on throughout the day. So the first thing that is in there is what made me feel good today and why? What was it that I felt good about? What went well? What um, relationships were good? What did I do for myself that made me happy? What did I do for other people? What did somebody do for me? Whatever it is, what made you feel good and why did it make you feel good? This really helps you start identifying those things that make you feel good. And then you can understand where your internal worth and feelings of worth start coming from. So that's the point of that question. So you can start recognizing those things. The next question is, what made me feel uncomfortable today and why? So what was an area you didn't feel good about? And was it something somebody else said or did? Was it something you said or did? And then I really encourage you to look at that and think, okay, so why did I, why did that person saying that make me feel uncomfortable? Was it something that I'm insecure about? Was it something in our relationship that I'm insecure about? But kind of evaluate those things and see where you're at so that you can understand that, so that you can see where you're coming from and where the other person is coming from. Or where, you know, just how you need to deal with those things, not what the other person is dealing with. And you also, I like to look at that, if I felt uncomfortable with somebody else, not just something I was doing or something I said or did, um, if it involves somebody else, I like to try to think of maybe what are some other things they may have meant by that. Maybe they didn't mean to make me feel uncomfortable. And most of the time they probably didn't. They were just expressing something and didn't realize it would impact me that way. So think about those things and try to see them from different views to see if maybe there is a positive side of that. Oh, and the next question is, how can I view this situation differently? So how can you see that differently? How can you take these things and see, okay, what can I change? What can I do differently? The next question after that is, how would I show up differently to life if I did not feel this way? So if you didn't have that belief or you didn't feel uncomfortable in that situation or whatever it is that you pinpoint about that situation that made you uncomfortable, how can you show up to life differently if you didn't feel that way? If you could let go of that, if you could let go of the discomfort or if you could overcome that discomfort, what would you do differently? 
this kind of reminds me of peer pressure and that idea of as a teen where you feel like, and as an adult too, quite honestly, where you feel like, oh, I have to do this to be able to fit in. I need to do this or people are going to think less of me, whatever it is, where in all reality, you can do whatever you want and who cares what these people think of you. If they do think less of you, they probably aren't worth your time. And most of the time, they're not going to think less of you, but they're going to be impressed that you stood up for what you believe and what you want to do, what makes you happy. So that's kind of the idea behind that. How would you do things differently if you didn't hold these false beliefs, if you didn't hold this fear, if you didn't hold this internal thought about yourself? So the next question is, how can I respond more positively in a similar situation? Or how can I respond in a more positive, healthy way to the actions of others in the future? So you kind of take this situation and analyze it, break it down, look at it more closely. And then there is a spot for you to put in other thoughts and feelings at the end of that. So really the whole point is for you to create these patterns of thinking so that on a daily basis, on a, in the moment, you can start changing how you look at different situations and how you think about them. You can show up in a different way. You can present yourself in a different way. You can change your ways of thinking. And sometimes it can be an instantaneous change and sometimes it takes time. One of my favorite examples of this and I believe I've talked about this on the podcast, is when Steve and I really realized we were getting divorced. And I had this sickening feeling about, I don't want to be that couple that they drop off their kid in the morning at school and then the other parent has to pick them up at night or after school because they can't be seen together. Like they can't be in the same room. They're angry and bitter and they can't do those things. And I thought that was the feeling I had of what divorce was, and that's the only thing I had seen. And so I took that belief that I had and thought, how can I change this? There is nothing saying that I have to have a relation like this type of relationship with my ex. I do not have to have this type of divorce. And so I changed that. I made it a very intentional process to change how I think about that and to show up in my divorce in a different way than I had ever seen happen. While I know other people have done this and while there are so many people that are able to co-parent and have these healthy relationships and do what's best for their kids, I hadn't seen that. And so it was such an eye-opening thing for me to realize I didn't have to stay in that mold. I didn't have to just do what I had only seen other people do. Instead, I could show up and create the relationship and the divorce and this future the way I wanted it to and the way that I knew Steve wanted to. And we opened up those lines of communication and really talked about how we wanted to make that look. And we still do. And then when Matt came into the picture, we've talked to Matt about how we want that to look. And I've talked to Matt and all of those things. So there's all everything that's in the Boldology journal. And I really encourage you guys that if you are wanting to make change in your life, if you are wanting to change how you feel about yourself, if you want to change how you see and value yourself, go in and do these things. Like I said, I laid out everything that's in the journal here. This is just the daily process, a repetitive thing to help get you in this habit. But if you want the actual physical copy, you can go pick it up and we will be having it for sale not it's not like on sale but it's going to be for sale individually coming up around Thanksgiving so pay attention to that and this will be an opportunity to pick up the journal and the book for the same price right now you can get the book and you just pay shipping and then after you've bought the book you are then given this offer to pick up the journal so we only offer them together but this will be an opportunity to pick up both the book and the journal at that price so that you can continue forward at the one price of just the journal, no shipping. 
So I know that this works. I have seen the power of it in my life. If you are thinking, if you are in this place where you are not valuing yourself or seeing your self-worth, I encourage you to start here, to take these first steps and start out in this process of seeing your self-worth. Everybody talks about self-love and how important self-love is, and I believe that is important, but I believe that before you can really appreciate and love yourself, you have to see and know your self-worth. So take this opportunity and go do those things and feel and learn how to view your own self-worth. All right, I hope this was helpful. I hope that you learned something today and that you weren't just sick of listening to me ramble on on my own. But I wanted you to know some of these things that I was coming from. I get a lot of comments asking about how I have created these relationships and how I can see things differently in my relationships and in my life and in my situations that I've been put in. And this is really what it comes down to is using this journal and these tools that I have put in as habits in my life that become innate in me that really have helped me do this. And I want to share that with you guys, whether you go and buy the journal or not, I want you to have those tools to start doing that on your own. I want each of you to know that you are worthy of love. You of yourself have this great worth in you because of who you are. You are created different from anybody else. You are unique and you are worthy of love and you are worthy of loving yourself and you are worthy of the love of others. Nobody should feel like they aren't worth that. Nobody should feel those feelings, but yet life has taught us that we aren't worth those, that we aren't worth feeling loved, that we aren't worth loving ourselves. And that is not true. So go find the ways to strengthen and view your self-worth so that you can recognize that, show up better for yourself, show up better in your relationships, show up better for your family, show up better in your job. It will change everything when you can sit down and recognize your self-worth. I love you guys, and I know that sounds silly, but I mean it. I love you guys. I love you for listening to this podcast. I love you for having a desire to be the best you can be. And I feel like if you are listening to this podcast at this point, then you have that desire. You have a desire to love yourself. You have a desire to love others. So I encourage you to go do that, to really explore and know yourself so that you can know what you are worth. Hey everyone, for the takeaway this week, we just wanted to really let you guys know that it is so important to love yourselves. We change, our bodies change, things change. And so we got to learn to love ourselves in a new way, no matter what phase of life. And don't let anybody tell you where you should be at or what you should be doing. You pay attention to what feels right for you. If you enjoyed today's episode, please go share it on social media. Take a screenshot, tag husband-in-law. And if you have a question, go to Apple Podcasts and put a rating and review and write the question in the review. We will be sure to answer it for you. 